two days away from NFL football. We're five days away from the full weekend of NFL football, and we always like to talk about the sport with our next guest, uh, host of the Minus Three podcast, the one, the only, Dave Damashek, who's in a musical mood this morning. Morning, Dave. With the pigskins a-flowing and pigs a-painting a-flowing the broth and the beer. It's the food. I'm listening. I'm over the moon, fellas, even more so for your company. We made it. We made it through baseball season. We made it through all of it. Football is our gift. And what a pleasure it is to speak with you now. What are you guys doing, though, with this uh Arizona State and Pac-12 stuff. Still talking about that. I don't know. I, it, what a weird, weird few months we have upcoming here on the West Coast where our college football is concerned. Yeah, yeah we've got a conference that's 13-0. It's never, it hasn't happened in 100-plus years, and for some reason they couldn't get a television contract and they were stripped for parts, Dave. I'm not quite certain what's happened around here. But we are also in the weird uh, market right now, Dave, where... A lot of fans are still clinging to hopes in baseball and kind of punting on the football season because of the lack of expectations the Cardinals have. I was thinking about exactly that for you guys because this is such a joyous time for the vast majority of sports fans and certainly pigskin fans, but your particular pro football outlet has announced essentially like, we hope we go 0-17. But I also don't – it's a weird, like, you know in the movie Major League when the owner lady, like, she's like, what I want to do is to stink. Now go find the worst players in the world. But somehow the GM or whatever lands on Tom Berenger and Wesley Snipes, and we know the rest of the story. It all works out. Chad Sheen and a miracle story for the tribe. (laughs) Same thing here with with your Cardinals. How creative can we get in this tank? Should you guys be enabled by the Cardinals to have, like, a call-in event, like, who's our start, you know, seventh caller this hour gets to start a quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, it's really, really odd because if they start Josh Dobbs, and you probably know more about him than we do being a Yinzer, if they start Josh Dobbs, most Cardinal fans have never seen him play. Ever, I think I think the Josh Dobbs thing specifically is a move by the commissioner's office because you know we've lost now. We have a real deficit of lame narratives that the broadcast team must announce at some point at least two times over the three hours. Specifically, Ryan Fitzpatrick retired two years ago. Now the play-by-play guy can't vamp by saying, do you know that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? (laughs) Now we've lost Tom Brady. You know, I don't know if you heard, he was a six-round draft pick. So we need these stories to say over the course of a broadcast. Josh Dobbs astronaut guy like you know really right. smart so that's that, right. you know that just bought three seconds what i just said imagine that on the broadcast on sunday and now it makes sense for you after that though like you know they have like in all the baseball yards now like the pierogi or the wiener races like let's do that with people who attend the cardinal game you get to play the third quarter <laughs> if you hold the lucky ticket kind of thing you know <laughs> dave to, to, to uh, piggyback off your major league example i think this would be a heck of a lot more interesting had the cardinals gone the ricky vaughn route and 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 you know recruited somebody from the california penal league maybe to play quarterback i mean specific you know 
Maybe that's it. Maybe we have just found the overlap on our collective Venn diagram here. It's not a reward. It's a punishment for jailbirds. <laughs> hey, you know, a mean, don't you guys, I forget the guy's name. You have that mean judge down there that infamously, like he does the crazy uh, oh, punishment. Sh- Sheriff, Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe in his pink underwear. Yeah. Not his pink right. underwear, the ones he makes the inmates wear. Well, his I mean, might be pink too. Seems- Who knows? I mean, I you know everybody like the as the old uh, as the old thing goes like you know every kid grows up wanting to play pro sports, but the grim reality behind the Cardinals O line like it wouldn't be a reward. That's what it should be. Like you could be charged <laughs> with having to start a quarter of the season. That's for the Arizona Cardinals. That's interesting. And take the beating that comes along with it. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. A, it does seem to be a low ceiling for our football team. No doubt about that. Uh, all right. So across the NFL, what storylines really interest you since we don't have a whole lot of them here? Well, great new episode of Minus Three, uh, my podcast up with, uh, with Mina Kimes just today addressing exactly that. Trying to like, you know, it's time to put the pencils down. You know, it, we, we haven't time for it with kickoff nigh. It's put them in pen, nay, etch them into stone. You have to give your answer to the big questions now. And I think the big one is clearly Aaron Rodgers in New York. If you haven't heard, he left Green Bay over this offseason. He's now he's now uh, playing in, uh, in the New York area. And... Um, I think that that's the big one, whether or not that works out. And what does it even look like, really? You know, I think that he sets himself up for, you know, the the the, the order he set, it, the goal by saying, hey, that name is Lombardi's looking awfully lonely. Like, hey, Aaron, in the Jets facility, hey, Aaron, you haven't been to a Super Bowl in 13 years. Are you sure you're the guy to, to fix that for New York Jets fans? It's been... 13 years for you. You weren't on bad teams or anything, and somehow it eluded your grasp as well. So whether or not that all comes together, and really look at their first six games as an indication of whether or not you think they're going to get through that, because it's very possible that this whole thing could be uh, anticlimactic, you know, by Halloween-ish. They could be two and five if you kind of go through their games. Um, So that's a big question. The new look Baltimore Ravens. I think that the shiny new keys, which is the new offense, is going to be undermined by the Ravens' mediocre defense. So I'm not as high on them. And then the big philosophical question for this year is, it seems to me, every national analyst has announced that they believe in the under-the-radar dark horse sleeper known as the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> if everybody, though, decrees that they are a sleeper dark horse who no one's talking about that's under the radar, can you still be a sleeper under-the-radar dark horse that nobody's talking about when everybody is? It's, it's, it's a mind-bending question that I turn to you two to try and solve. <laughs> oh, I'm going to turn Everyone it Everyone believes in this sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how, how asleep are they? Dave Damashek, host of the Minus 3 podcast, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. All right, so if not the Steelers and the AFC, if you had to pinpoint maybe one of those sleeper under-the-radar NFC teams, who would you pick at this point, Dave? 
I think the Seahawks are interesting, mm-hmm. even though it's hard to say that the the very nice 2022 reclamation project that was Geno Smith, can he do it again is a fair question to ask. The Cowboys are hard to call under the radar. They are uh, nominally America's team, allegedly America's team. They, they, you can't give yourself that nickname. There's no, there's no honor in that. But anyhow, <laughs> what's done is done. Um, I think they have a chance to be good. I'll tell you, you want a deep sleeper? The commies. I think that defense is going to be good. Wow. We got to do something about the name, obviously. We're in our nation's capital. Right. Debbie called the commies. I think we know that. that. That's why. So, yeah. um, I I think that, uh, that those would be good ones. I don't think the Packers are going to fall off a cliff. I don't think they're going to suddenly. You know, be five and twelve or anything like that, just because Aaron Rodgers moved on. That's an intriguing division. The Lions are, you know, it, when too many people get too excited about a team, you should steer in another direction. But the Lions are yeah. loaded up at the line of scrimmage, and that really is, you know, this side of having a superhero quarterback like, you know, obviously Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. Um, Burrow, you know, if you have just a mere mortal at QB, you have to have a good offensive line to be relevant. And the Lions are, you know, they should really be able to dominate in that regard. So I think they're going to be good. The more I think about it, like three months ago, I was sort of like, boy, what a soft NFC it's going to be. I think there's some legit teams in there to take a run at the Eagles who probably fall back just a little bit with the, both of their coordinators gone and one of them coaching your team and talking tough guy talk there in the <laughs> yeah, Cardinals locker. Indeed doing that. All right, lastly, really quickly, what do you think is going to be the outcome of Sean Payton plus Russell Wilson? Uh, uh, our entertainment. I think that's what it's going to be. I, I think that he goes after Nate Hackett in summertime to Sean Payton. I wonder if uh, how uncomfortable it's going to get as uh, as the now sli- as the now slim Russell Wilson shows to be no better than uh, 2022 <laughs> Russell Wilson. I mean, how could it possibly matter in a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers? They can only be so good. So uh, I think that is a. Uh, a B story, as they call it, in show business. I, I, it's not going to be an A story for us this NFL year. Dave, always a pleasure to talk football with you, man. Hopefully we can do it a lot more during the season.